Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Father, we ask your word to, to go deep inside of us, to do the work, God, to establish us, to strengthen us, to strengthen our feeble knees, Father God, to bring us under the power of your might, God, to bring us through these times of tribulation, testing, and trials, Father, like never before. Father God, let us not be an example of a bad thing, but be the example of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Be the example of faith. Be the example of who you died for us to be. Father, we thank you that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Father, you, Father God, will move with us and and have your being in us. God, you will move us and By your mighty hand, God, it's not our ways or our works, Father God, but it's you, Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that we put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation. We take up the shield of faith always. We don't put these things down when we're feeling down. We don't put these things down because of situations and circumstances. We actually keep these things and these things are are, are are our weapons of warfare are mighty and they are not carnal and they pull down strongholds and everything that exalts itself above the word of God. This this is our measure. This is our faith, Father. You have given us everything we need and we have no lack. <clears throat> and we thank you for that, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we have, we gird our, our loins with with truth, Father, and we have the breastplate of righteousness, we put on Christ and make no provisions for fear. Make no provisions for anything that would shake us in the mighty name of Jesus. Today's message is called Fear That Grips You. Fear That Grips You. I'm going to be reading from Numbers 13. I'm going to paraphrase right on down to verse 30, but it was about when uh, God promised to send them to the land of the, uh, filled with milk and honey, and He sent some of them. I'm going to read verse 30, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Was he looking at his weapons? No, he was looking at God. Was he looking at how many people had? No, he was looking at God. Was he looking at his own self? No, he was looking at God. So we'll possess it. We are well able to overcome it. But when the men that went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land the, through they which have gone, and we searched it out, this land, that eateth up the inhabitants therefore, and all the people that saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw giants in the sons of Anak, which came of the giants, and were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. This Caleb said, take it. So what was he looking at? He was looking at God. Christians that get their eyes off Jesus, get their eyes off the power of His resurrection, get their eyes off and put them on their circumstances, put them on their bank account, put them on their own self, put them on pride because it's pride, pride, pride. Whether you look at it and religion says it's so humble to to see how uh, horrible you are, but God sees it as an evil report. 
An evil report is to look at you when you're born again. An evil report is to look at the circumstances that you're facing and get your eyes off of the one who made all things and made you and made his son die on the cross and rise from the dead to give us power to overcome. And God does not wink at this. And I believe there's a separation coming once again that people are going to, their faith is going to fail them for fear. Then it goes on in Numbers 14, 1 through 37. And the congregation lifted up their voice and cried and the people wept at night. They were weeping at night because their eyes and their hearts were full of fear. And the children of Israel murmured against Moses. Then they started to speak against Moses. Speak against uh, people that are preaching the truth. Trying to tell them, but no, look at this and look at that and look at us. And the whole congregation said to them, Would God that we have died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we have died in the wilderness? So they were wanting to die because they didn't want to face themselves they didn't want to face what's coming uh what god was asking them to do they would just rather sit and die and god did not and is not pleased with that kind of um attitude and we it goes over into the new testament about this and wherefore had the lord brought us out of the land and we fall by the sword, and our wives and our children should pray. So he's like, God brought us out now. He brought us out here to die. Now we're going to go to war, and we're going to die anyway. Why don't we just have died in Egypt? But remember, before all this, they have seen great miracles. They saw great, the Red Sea open. They saw uh, Moses do many things. But what did they do? They started complaining about Moses. They saw God do many, many miracles. And He fed them in the wilderness. He took care of them in the wilderness. But He said He had greater things for them, but they did not want to believe God's report. They were believing the report of their eyes, their own imagination. They were believing the report of the devil. They were believing the report of the other people around them. And I pray that God get everybody away from me that has an evil report in their mouth and their heart because we don't have time for an evil report. We need the spirit of Joshua and Caleb to be able to accomplish and do what God has called the church to do in this last hour and minute. Many people would, are going to sit down and die in the wilderness because they choose not to believe God. They choose sin and the fear that is sin. But I'm asking God to raise up a people that will believe His Word, will believe His report, and will not worry about what obstacles come their way. They are going to overcome them. They're going to jump over the rocks. They're going to move the rocks out of the way. Or they're going to smash the rocks because of the power of God. Even God gave them Moses to lead them out. But He didn't even give them Moses. He gave them a rod. And Moses had a rod that had power. And now He's given every children of God the power of the Holy Spirit. The power to overcome. The power to stand. The power to go where God tells them to go. The power to do what God tells them to do. So they had the direction. They knew the way. But they decided to stay 
in the land of misery, in the land of just enough, in the place where they would always be confused in turmoil, backbiting, murmuring, and bickering, instead of what? In the Holy Spirit, the land of promises, joy, peace. It didn't say, but not in this time, or not in this time. Even Jesus comes and says different things at times. He did not give the word for certain time. He gave the word now for everybody, any day, any time, any place, they read it. It is for now because it is the word of God. And Joshua, the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jeph, which were of them, they searched the land and rent their clothes. They were so angry. And Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly and the children of Israel. And they spoke unto the company of the children of saying, The land which passed through and we searched it is exceedingly good land. God's promises are exceedingly good. His power is extraordinary. And His word is true. And the Lord delight in us. Then He will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which flowed with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land. Do not fear what you have or do not have. Do not fear, for they are the bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Key thing right. The Lord is with us. Fear them not. Do not fear the the false prophets of Jezebel, the 450 prophets. Do not fear the media. Do not fear those things. Fear the Lord and you will have faith because all of us need one another to encourage one another in faith, not in fear. Fear grips you. It paralyzes you. It makes you stop in your tracks. It makes you worship yourself. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will I be with these people? They provoke me. How long will they be in Ur? They believe me for all the signs which I have showed among them. They are in Ur. They don't. How long will they be there that believe me for their signs which I have showed among them? It wasn't like they just met God yesterday. It wasn't like they just got born again. It wasn't just like uh, they they. They just uh, started to read the Bible. They had a journey with God. They had a, a messenger of God that was doing signs and wonders with the rod. He, they, God had already delivered them out of the hands of Egypt that they were brought in because of their, because of their uh, past rebellion. And time and time again, they rebelled because they put their eyes on themselves. God said in the New Testament that all these things are done for an example, so we don't do them. And he said, I will tell the inhabitants of the land, for they have heard, and thou art among the people, and thou art great face to face, and the cloud standeth over them, and the goats, and the time, the pillar of the cloud, and the fire by night. God was leading them, but they didn't want to go. Now if they shall kill at this People. Then it goes on. I'm going to read. I'm going to skip a few things. In the nations, they will speak, because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which He swore to them. He swore to them, but He could not bring them. 
God swore to them to bring them in there, but he could not bring them. Why? Was it God? God could have done anything. He couldn't bring them in the land. I wonder why he brought the others in the land, but he wouldn't bring them in the land. Maybe he didn't want to bring them into the land to contaminate the ones that had faith. Maybe he didn't bring them into the land because it was a punishment to them to dwell into what they believe. Because what you fear will come upon you. What you fear will be your God. What you fear will be your demise. And they feared the land, so God said, then stay here. Stay in the misery of the wilderness where you murmured and complained for 40 years. And now I beseech thee, then he says, in the power of the Lord and great according to what it was spoken. And jumping down to verse 24, but my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit with him. Do we have the spirit of the age that guides us and leads us? Or do we have the Holy Spirit? That, the, that is the spirit that will quicken our mortal bodies when Jesus comes back. The spirit that was with Jesus. The spirit that was with Samson. The spirit that is with the children of belief. The children of the resurrection. The children of God. Those that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Not those that are led by the spirit of fear. Because he had another spirit, and he followed me fully, him will I bring into the land. we got to ask God to fix the spirit inside of us. Make us have his spirit. Get that spirit of unbelief out of us. Get that spirit of fear out of us. Get that spirit of idolatry, because if we're afraid of losing something, that's gives us another spirit. That's the problem too. And Jesus said, if you wish to save your life, you'll lose it. If you wish to lose your life, you'll save it. Some people say, I want to die, but really they don't want to die because if they really wanted to die, they would die so they could obtain what the promises have for us. Look at it right here. It says, they followed me fully in Him. I brought into the land and He went... And the seed shall possess it, the seed of righteousness, the seed of belief, the seed of the power of God, the seed of the blood of Jesus, the first fruits of many brothers. Jesus had no fear. His promised land was not the cross. It was the doorway to the promised land. It, without the cross, you will never see the promised land in your life. Without the cross, you'll never see the power of God in your life. Without the cross... Deny yourself. Pick up your cross. You will never see the kingdom of God. Many people are trying to see the kingdom of God in their own doctrine, in their own mindset, in their own ability. But God says you cannot see anything in your own ability. You need my eyes. You need my faith. And you need the blood of Jesus. And you need to pick up your cross. And he went and they possessed it. I'm going to skip all the way to verse 31. And these little ones, which you said should be a prey, them will I bring in and shall know the land which you have. So did they take the land? Yes. Did everybody go with them? No. Why? Because of unbelief. Because of fear. Because God called that sin. We, we think it's worse sometimes the little sin that we dabble with in the flesh. And to God, this is worse than any sin you can do. Because it's making him a mortal man. It's making him lower than the creation. It's putting him off his throne and putting him in 
to our life as a normal person. And God despises that because He's shown Himself who He is. And, the, and even the rocks would cry out and worship Him. And the children shall wander in the wilderness 40 years and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. After the number of days which you have searched the land and 40 days each day for each year shall you bear your iniquities even 40 years. Remember, God delivered them out of Egypt. They had no no, no uh, sickness, no, they had possessions, they went, and what happened? Things started to come upon them in the wilderness because of fear. Fear of not having, fear of this person, fear of obeying, fear of following Moses, fear of, of, of not having food the next day. So all, all fear pr- promotes is the spirit of disobedience. Fear will produce disobedience. Disobedience produces rebellion. Rebellion produces witchcraft. Witchcraft produces torment. Torment produces what? No love. No power. No Jesus. Torment is is misery. It can go on and on how it goes. It all starts with fear. Faith is the kingdom of God. Fear is the kingdom of the devil. Faith is, fear is the kingdom of the world. Why do we fear things? When you fear, you cannot love. So that's why perfect love casts a fear. And one says, well, God is loving. He's perfect. He's going to cast a fear out. No, he says that we must cast fear out. And you cannot receive fear in one ear and love in the other. It's either one or the other. Love lays down its life for its friends and its brother. God walked in love. He did not walk in fear. And this is why we're preaching this today. Because of the situations that we're seeing in the nation. The situations that we're seeing in our lives. The situations that we see coming on the earth. We cannot let fear grip us. Because when we're gripped, we're paralyzed. When we're paralyzed, we don't move. When we don't move, we do not please God. The Lord said, and if surely... I will uh, said unto him, all this evil congregation. See, he said it was evil. Why? It, it, he didn't say it was evil because they were murmuring and complaining. Even that it was evil because they did not believe God. So really, we are called believers, but we become unbelievers because we start to believe our own thoughts, our own ways, and our own thinking. This is wilderness. God doesn't want us to die in the wilderness. He wants us to die as a testimony of power and faith. He wants us to die as a martyr, as a witness to Him. Not a witness to the devil. A witness to truth. A witness to power. A witness to He's a provider and a good Father. And the man which Moses sent to search the land returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up slander up in the land. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. My gosh. I could call this message fear that paralyzes us. Call it love waxes cold or the love that waxes cold. Fear that grips you or puts you in shock. Fear makes you selfish, soulish, independent, stops you in your tracks. 
fear of not having, fear of being alone, fear of being taken advantage of. So if you're afraid of taking, then you're saying God can't protect me. I can't love this person because what if they don't love me back? I can't do this because what if? It's what ifs and ands and buts. It, God cannot stand the what ifs, ands and buts when he says to live by the word. Fear of the future. Fear of being rejected. Fear of dying. Fear of doing the wrong thing. If you fear of doing the wrong thing, you'll never do anything, right? That's what fear does. It'll paralyze you. Fear of lack. If you have fear of lack, you can't give. And then you shut up the kingdom because God said, whatsoever a man gives, so he shall receive. And it says, it's more blessed to give than receive. Fear will stop everything in the kingdom. Fear, it, fear of lack. So you, you can't... Uh, it says, uh, uh, the abundance of, of the... Um, the Bible says... Whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. So you're not going to reap because of fear, you, nothing. You live for yourself. And at this home pump, you feel so humble and so weak, and God looks at it as sin. Fear of failure. If you have fear of failure, what, what's going on? You've already failed. Because your fear, your fear of failure, you don't even do it. Every one of these fears makes what you fear actually become you. So you become your own God. Whatever you fear becomes you. When you fear, or the devil brings fear, it paralyzes you and grips you. Fear makes you miserable. Fear blames others for its own fears. Fear always has an excuse. Why? They had an excuse. Why? What? When they want to go in the promised land. But we're grand, and, and they look so humble. Yeah, God, we're just little people. God, they said, the promise, there are giants in the land. See, it's always talking about, they'll do this to us. They'll take our food. They'll put us in bondage. They'll, they'll, they'll trap us. They'll, they'll take advantage of us. All those things I just wrote. If we go there and do what you say, God, this is what's going to happen. Then fear has you. And then you begin to, to convince other people that fear is right and faith is wrong. You begin to poison other people with fear because you are, you are putting fear on other people. You can't move to this city. You can't go here because what if? What if I don't get a job? What if, I, what if God doesn't? You know, all this life, 40, 50, 60 years old, you're still alive. You're still eating. You still live in this country. But all of a sudden, you can't move here. You can't do this. You can't do that because of fear. Paralyzes you. I can't do this. I can't preach anymore because what if I say the wrong thing? I can't do this anymore. It is the kingdom of darkness. And, 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 it, and it becomes sin when it becomes what you serve. Saying things like, I can't do it because, or they, or them, or like this and that. Like, what if, like I said all this, season was like, what if I get the job, but then I don't do a good job, and then I get fired in two days, and, and I get embarrassed, and everybody looks at me when I, I fail. There, so you don't go. Matthew 24, 3-14, and, 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 and then it, I'm going to go on to verse 4, and Jesus said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many, and you shall hear of war, wars and rumors of wars. What? He said, you'll hear them, but don't fear them. 
See that you be not troubled. See that you be not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. What? Fear against faith. Fear against faith. Kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. So, yeah. He's saying, are you going to be in famine? No. He said there will be famines. There will be earthquakes. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And they will deliver you up to be afflicted. But do you fear them? No. And they shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Why? Because of fear. You're going to hate one another because of fear. Because when you fear, you've got to take care of yourself. When you fear, you've got to take care of your own family. When you fear, it's, it's me, myself, and I. Because fear, become, you become your own God. Because fear becomes your God. And why are you fearing? Because you want to save your life. You want to not be embarrassed. You don't want to fail. You don't want all those things that we just talked about. We can talk about it in in, in a physical manner of life and in a spiritual manner of everyday life that we go through. It's fear that is most of Christians' problem. Why they never accomplish everything that God has for them. It's fear. That was the call for them to go in the promised land, every single one of them. But they had to have the right spirit, the spirit of faith, the spirit of the, the Holy Spirit. And then many will be offended and many false prophets will rise and shall deceive and iniquity shall abound and the love of many waxing cold. So love of many waxing cold. Waxing cold. Do you see it even happening in today's society? Right now, even more than ever. Can you imagine? This is 2,000 and something years later than this was even written. The end of the age is so closer now than it was any time before now. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endures to what? What do you endure until the end? Love. He not fearing. There's no fear in love. So if you're loving, you can't fear. So many, many iniquity shall be, because the love of many shall wax cold, and then that endure to everyone just said, Oh, I'm gonna endure. I'm enduring till the end. They think enduring till the end is just making it till you die. With Jesus saying, Jesus is my savior. No, he's saying right here, the love of many will wax cold. But, but he that shall endure till the end. Shall we say what? Endure loving, not fearing, not letting your heart grow cold, not letting fear of the world come upon you. That's what you're enduring. Tests and trials, being a good person, not a good person in your own strength, being someone that is going to put love before anything else, before themselves. Jesus so loved the world that he died on the cross. He didn't have to. And he said, now pick up your cross. So he's saying, carrying your cross till the end, not putting it down in uh, 2022 and, and living for yourself and saying, I had a cross. No, carrying the cross till the end with you. He who bears his cross 
is the follower of Christ. Pick up your cross, deny yourself, and you shall be my disciples. And everyone's protesting, or I mean not protesting, but, but going back and forth, once saved, always saved, all these things. You cannot read the Bible and think that you can say a prayer and that makes you saved. You cannot read the Bible and think that this is, this is a done deal. Why? Because he said to endure till the end, to, to not have your heart become full of iniquity. Iniquity is any type of fear, sin, any unbelief, anything. It is standing for Jesus. The same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world as a witness. So we got to cast out fear. Because what, when we allow fear, we're saying, God, there's something bigger than you. There's something greater than you. And I'm greater than you. Look at the military. These people, when they sign up for something, they're willing to die. There's people more willing to die for a country and a belief and, 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 a, and, and a, a created thing more than even the kingdom of God right now because the devil is working against them. And there's people that have so much faith in man and the institutions of man, but they don't even believe the, the real church of Jesus Christ. Fear blocks love. Fear blocks trust. Fear blocks hope. Men's heart failing them for what? Fear. It, men's heart, it says failing them for fear. Let's look. Luke 21. That, now Luke's saying, Matthew said it in a different way. And these times will pass, and he said unto them, Many shall come. We read all that. Nation against nation, earthquakes, pestilence. And there shall all these things shall, shall be laid at ha the hands, and they shall persecute you, deliver you up. And he's still saying, Fear not. Up to the synagogues and in prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it. Everybody listening, settle it. We need to settle some things in our hearts. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate before what you will answer. See, when we start, when we don't settle it in our hearts, we start to meditate on what, if, and settle it and trust Him. Trust in what you're going to say. Trust in what you're going to do. Trust Him. See, if you don't settle it, you're not, you're not determined. You're not set in. You're not really uh, rooted and grounded. You're not really uh, connected to the chief cornerstone. You have built, you're connected you're, 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 you're alone. You're not settled in Him. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts. For I will give you a mouth of wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to resist, to gainsay. And you'll be betrayed by your parents and your brethren and kinsfolk and friends. And some of you shall be caused to be put to death. But settle it in your heart. If this happens, I will not fear. Settle it in your heart that God is with me no matter what happens around me. Settle it in your heart. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but there shall not a hair on your head perish. In your patience possess ye your souls. In your patience. And you shall see 
Jerusalem compassed. And it goes on and on. And there shall be, verse 25, signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and in the sea and the nations in distress and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear. We, we haven't seen nothing yet and I see people's hearts now failing them for fear all around me. And it's getting on me. And that's why we don't want to listen to, the, to, to, to too much of the worldly uh, things because Satan is working through voices. He's working through different uh, instruments to bring fear upon us. Fear will make you a slave. Fear will make you controlled. If you bow to fear, whatever you're fearing will control you. So we need to be controlled by what? The love of God. Be controlled by the faith of God. If we let fear control us, fear will destroy us. Because the enemy will control the world by fear. If you don't do what we say or do, you're not going to eat. Fear. If you don't do this and this, you're going to get sick. Fear. If you don't do this and do this, then what? This is the consequence. So what you fear, so what becomes your God? That is the mark of the beast. The beast is not some big monster. It is fear. Fear is the beast. Fear is what the world is ruled by. If I don't do this, this could happen. But then God steps and says, just do what I say. Don't worry about what they say is going to happen. Just do and believe my word and you will have peace. Jesus didn't say, but you know, not this time. His word endures forever. His word shall not depart out of our mouth. His word says that he will give us peace. He will give us rest. So if we allow all the things that becomes our idols to to control us when the stock market's down, then we're down. When the when America's not free anymore, we're not free anymore. When this happens or that happens, then we're being shaken. So many people have made the United States of America an idol too. And God will have no other idols before Him. Many people have made Israel an idol and He will have no other idols before Him. Many people make the creation what we worship, and that's where statues and idolatry are formed from, created things, man-made, carved out things. Let us make something in the image of something, but it's really nothing because all things are under God's feet. He is what we were created to worship. So when we get our focus off Him, we begin to worship the created things, including ourselves. And that's what we need to shake off the fear. And a lot of people, what they're doing is they're mixing wisdom and calling it, uh, they're, they're, they're fearing and calling it wisdom. There is a wisdom that comes from heaven and there is a wisdom that comes from fear. Because if I'm doing something because I fear something, and you would call it wise to do it, in God's art, it was wisdom not to go into the promised land because look what's there and look what we're going to face. And God called it evil and sin. So what we call wise, and then the, the religious people say, well, we got to use wisdom. God gave us the brain, blah, blah, blah. No, He wants radical faith. 
He wants our, His word to be ready on our lips. And if you don't have faith, you won't have faith to preach His word because you don't think He's going to back it. And once you don't think He's going to back it, the devil's got your mouth and you can't minister. You're not no longer a minister of reconciliation. You're a wreck because of fear. And then we want to blame fear on everything else. But I lost my insurance. Now what am I going to do? So, well, you've had it for 10 years. How many times did you use it? Never. Well, why are you afraid now? You see how when something happens out of the ordinary, it shakes us. So God said in Hebrews chapter that He's going to shake all those things out of us and it's not going to be fun. But when, when all the things are shaken away, it's going to be fun because there's going to be nothing you're not going to care. It's like that. When, this, when they're going, it's like swords in the air and they're going to fight. It's like most of the people know, they're determined, it's set on their heart. I might not come out of this battle alive, but I'm going in and I'm going to take their mind away and they're just in mode of, of warfare mode. That's what God wants us in these last days. The devil wants us to meditate on fear. Meditate on everything else and make us shipwrecked. Make us paralyzed to, to be able to do and see His glory. Because what was in that promise line was the glory of God. And he said, when these things come to pass, lift up your heads for your redemption draws near. Things are going to get worse. False prophets are going to sound righteous. Masquerading fear with wisdom. That is the biggest problem. Using the fear as wisdom. Man's wisdom is a lot of times birthed from fear. Fear comes from putting your faith in man or situations and circumstances. That is not the rock. It's carnality or... It Eternal. Are we living for the carnal or for the eternal? See, God is spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Fear is fake news. I believe that America in the last 60 years, it's been so easy to be a Christian here that many people got played by the devil. It's been such an illusion and people have read those scriptures that I read in these different scriptures in the Bible and they just counted them as, they didn't take it to heart. They didn't settle in the heart that, that, that this could be my generation. This could be the time. They're taught from a perspective of false security and safety. Always saying in your heart, it'll never happen here in America. When... Other countries in the world are facing those situations all the time, but we want to disconnect ourselves from the reality of eternal, uh, that God is not a God of one nation, that He's a God of the world. And when He speaks His word, it's for all, every tribe and every nation, that we have cut ourselves off in this secret bubble that this could never happen in America. That would make the word of God a lie. <clears throat> Fear kills your joy. Fear will stop the will of God. Everybody always says, and it's, it's true to an extent, but everybody always says fear is the false evidence appearing real. And that's true, but what if it's true? 
What if this is a man-made quote? What if you have all the evidence that it's true? What if you have all the facts and the evidence of what you're fearing is really going to happen? What if... Then it, it's not false evidence, but still we don't fear. You see? Okay, so this person, so what? Love them. But, see, you have all the proof. This person's done this this many times. So what? God doesn't say, well, there's no certain... They, they were, he, he counted them all in mass. Everybody with them... Guilty, but there were some that were so much better than the others in that whole crowd of a million that died in the wilderness. God said, No, only those with the right spirit. See, God sees black and white, He doesn't see gray. Well, you know, this one and this one, and He just he draws lines in the sand, He makes provisions. He's not a fence kind of guy, He's a one side or the other. So, you have all this evidence, so you're believing the evidence. Instead of believing God, you're putting you're you're putting all your all your trust in the evidence instead of trusting God. Unbelief. That's where your faith must kick in and kick out fear. Whatever happens, this is where God moves and moves mountains. That's where you see the miraculous. Not sitting on the other side of the uh, of the promised land debating whether to go in. It's when you go in and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can, uh, God is with me. If be, Have tenacity. Don't have false expectancy. Be ready to die and see God move and you probably won't die. Be ready to give everything and God will probably let you keep a lot of things. Be ready to face any situation. That's when God moves. Everybody wants to see Yes, God, I'll go, but I want to see you move uh, to, to uh, part that Red Sea first. And they stand. No, they were running from the enemy and God showed up because he did it because it was at that time of their faith. At that time of their fear, they didn't run back and give up though, right? What did they do? They didn't sit down and say, okay, we'll go back. They ran and God, they were obeying God. And as they were running in the right direction... God opened up the Red Sea. If they would have sat and said, oh, the sea's here. No, they were following Moses at that time. They saw many signs and wonders even in Egypt. And what did they do? God moved. Everybody wants to wait till they have faith. No, faith is the evidence of things appearing. Faith is, you cannot wait on faith. Faith is something that has works. In other words, faith without works is dead. I have faith. God's so great. They, they sing the songs, but they, they're stuck. And they're like, please, God, help me, help me. I, and God's like, I'm not helping you. Because when you move, I always move. When you have faith, I always show up. Peter, when you stepped out of the boat, you walked on water, didn't you? Why? Because you were walking on the Word. You were walking in your belief. You weren't looking down at, and you weren't looking at yourself. That's when I show up. When you have full confidence in me, when you have full assurance, no matter what the outcome may hear, no matter what the newspaper might say, no matter what the devil might be telling you, it doesn't matter when all you got is God said it, I believe it, and that's it. 
That has to be determined. That must be settled in our heart. Because if we do not settle in our heart now, right now, when things aren't even, we're already conflicting fear. We're already battling fear over nothing. We have food. We have really good food probably in our, some of us might have really good food. We, we go out to eat. What if all when all those things are stripped? You can't, you're having problems now because your eyes are on you. Get your eyes on Him because it, you are an idol. And whatever you're fearing becomes an idol. Daniel didn't say, oh, he said, I'm going to keep doing what God told me to do. And then when he said to, to the lions, Dan, Daniel just so, he says, well, God will deliver me. And if he doesn't, I'm still going to have faith and believe. Many of us scratch and, and, and pull and, 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 and fight our way because of fear. There's no dignity in fear. Fear makes the devil, gives the devil glory. And God, it gives God shame. What got me radically saved and born was that faith in the drug house. Was that faith when I, it wasn't my good works. It wasn't how great, it was my faith that he's going to deliver me no matter how bound up, how messed up I was. I didn't care. My life is in his hands. Whatever he says, just do it. That's what the mother said to them. If they didn't do what he said, there would never have been wa- the water would have never been turned into wine. Because they believed what she said, then he moved and did what she said. She, she said, whatever he says, just do it. Because when you do what he says, then he does what he says he's going to do. When you stop and say, God, do it first, then I'll go. Give me the money first, then I'll do it. I'll make the, No, when you determine in your heart, that's when everything shows up. Fear kills the joy that Jesus died for us to have. Fear, let make fear your enemy, not people, not places, not the government. Because if you make all those things, then because you, your love in your heart will wax cold. You will begin to, to, to have bitter root in your heart. That's where faith must kick in. Faith that moves mountains. This is where we see the miraculous. Christians want to see God. Okay, I said that. And they, people want to hear the audible voice of God before they, first, God, give me confirmation. Give me confirmation. Then confirmation. Then he gives certain confirmation. Then it's not enough. Then they want to hear the audible voice of God. Then they want to say, and God's like, enough. You already know what I said. You are, you are, you are, and you can even believe God and still be in fear. You believe Him, but then you're like, well, not me, because look at me. I'm so bad. I'm so this. So then in, indirectly, you are a believer, but you're, you're, you're moving in unbelief because you're looking at yourself again. It's really deep. Fear is what, is, what will rip us out of, the, out, out of the covering of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 1-12. And... Talked about all them that were under the cloud, passed through the sea, baptized unto Moses. They ate all the spirit, same spirit, spiritual meat. They all drank from the, that same rock which was Christ, it says. But it said God was not pleased with them, and they were overthrown in the wilderness. These things were an example. 
Right here in the New Testament, he said that was an example. So don't just say that was the Old Testament. Because right here saying those were an example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. Neither be idolaters that were some of them. As it were written, they sat down and eat and drink and rose to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them have tempted. So how does once saved, always saved? Get this, bear with this right here. When this is an example for us, this word was written to us, to the church of Corinthians, not to, not to the pagans. The pagans don't care what this says. The word of God is for us. And they were destroyed of serpents. What does that mean? What are serpents? Jesus said, if you ask for bread, if you ask for a stone, I'm not going to ask for uh, bread, I'm not going to give you a stone. If you ask for uh, um, a fish, I'm not going to give you a, a serpent or a scorpion. What are you saying? Serpent, evil things, he's saying. They were destroyed of serpents because that represents the devil, represents evil spirits, represents tor- evil spirits torment your mind because you believe them. And neither murmur. He's saying, do not murmur. Do not complain to your spouse all the time about this and about that. It's it's sin to God. And as some of them murmured and were destroyed by what? The destroyer. Wasn't destroyed by God. God just let them. They destroy themselves. The destroyer is the devil. God says when you obey him, he'll, he'll, he'll. What does he say in in Malachi about the destroyer? He, he, He will, um. What do they call that? Malachi. Tongue to the wrong place. Now all these things happen unto them for an example. For an example that it was written of our admonition unto whose ends the world to come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he stands take heed lest he fall. What are the giants in your land? What are the and maybe they and, and and God sees them as grasshoppers. Some say they want to die, but because if they would have if they would have want to die, they would have died in the wilderness. Like really, God saying, if you want to really die, you die to yourself if you would because you would believe. Because once you believe, you really die. Because when you really die, you really live. And when you're really living, you don't live in fear. Hebrews 12, 8-29. The chastisement of the Lord, uh, you're not bastards, but your sons. Furthermore, and it goes down to say, God, barely chastened a few days for our pleasure, but it is to our profit, partakers of His holiest. Now the chastening of the present does not seem joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, after it's yielded its peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Lift up your hands which Hang low, hang down and your feeble knees and make straight your path, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. But let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, which no man shall see God. Then going down to verse 20. For they could not endure. He's talking again about them. This is in Hebrews and we're talking in Corinthians. Endure that which was commanded and and the beach and it's right here it says and looking diligent lest any man 
fall from the grace of God. So where does that one say? How can you fall from the grace of God and then saying that we can do anything? Because when they say that once saved, always saved, it's like you become your own God. That means you're telling God, I can do whatever I want right now. They'll bring scripture. Of course, it's very hard to lose your salvation. You can, But we have to have the fear of God that we have to be righteous and be full of faith until the end. Even if the, even if, we have the fear of the, if you have the fear of the Lord, you, won't, you will have faith. The fear of the Lord will give you faith. The fear of the world and the fear of man will give you fear. That brings torment. A root of bitterness springing up troubles you. Here it is. Fail from grace lest the root of bitterness springing up troubles you and thereby many are defiled. He's talking to the church. Do not let a root of bitterness come up. Do not let fear come up because it'll be make you bitter. Lest there be any fornication like Esau. For one, for, he's saying for your flesh. You're given over to your flesh. You're given over to fear because fear is in the flesh, not in the kingdom. It's not in your spirit. Your spirit ain't afraid of nothing. It's your flesh that you allow to take over your spirit and to rule you. So what is he saying right here? That sold his birthright, sold the promised land, gave the deed to the promised land to his brother, said, I'm going to stay here in the wilderness because I don't trust God. That's what he's saying right there. And, and sold his birthright. And it was rejected of God. When we would have the inheritance, the blessing, we were rejected. For he found no place of repentance. Though he sought it carefully with tears. He sought it carefully in fears. Turned tears into fears. No, you can't seek repentance in fear because you have to believe. To really repent, you have to believe that you're wrong and He's right. <laughs> you can't, oh, go there to repent, but, 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 yeah. No, I'm wrong, God, you're right. Open the Red Sea. There it is every single time. Nope, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to hold on to my rights. And God's saying, then you're holding on to fear. For they have not come unto the mount that is touched and burned with fire into the and it goes on and on these warnings. I don't know what Bible these people are reading when they try to bring these 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 debates on media. It's like something that shouldn't even be spoken. There's so much written here in the Word of God. This word is Yahweh, and it says, "And see, you don't refuse him that spoke." Who are they talking about? Because they refused Moses. And God was speaking through Moses. He's also speaking through earthly vessels now by the Holy Spirit. Refuse them not that speaketh. For they that ex- they, if they escape not who refuse him that spoke on the earth, how much more will they escape if we be turned away him that speaks from heaven, whose voice shook the earth. And it goes on and saying God's going to shake everything and he's an all-consuming fire. And it says whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Fear will blame others. Fear brings bitterness, brings murmuring and complaining, brings anger, brings suspicion. 1 John 4, Beloved, believe not every spirit, test spirit, many false voices, let's just say. It says prophets, but many false voices have gone into the world. And then it goes on to say, but we are not of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world. Of, they speak from a foundation of fear. This is what he's saying, but we speak from a foundation of faith. 
We speak from the foundation of love. The Bible says that we're rooted and grounded in love. And who is that? Christ. We speak from Christ. We speak from reconciliation. We speak from hope. We speak from belief. We speak from trust. We speak from uh, truth. They are of the world, therefore they speak like the world. They speak of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God heareth us not. Wherefore, no, nobody will hear this message if they're not of God. And if they are, they might not even understand what it is. But if you are of God, you'll understand what He's trying to say. And the bottom line is, you cannot fear, you cannot serve fear and God at the same time. You cannot serve two masters. Knoweth God, hears us. And he that is not of God, heareth us not. Hereby we know the truth, the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. So he's saying that, yeah, many people's hearts will wax cold. Love of many will wax cold, but not, not, not me. Not those that are of my body. See, in it, all these warnings, it's a, it, this needs to shake us. We need to love. We need to give when we don't want to give. We need to, we need to give love when we don't want to love somebody. Because if not, we're serving fear. I can't love them because what if they don't love me back? God didn't say love them because they're going to love you back. He said that's what the world does. The world loves like that. Don't love them that are going to love you back. Love because I commanded it and that is who I am. He says this, Everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this manifested the love of God. And we're talking about the real love of God, not this false, selfish love that we're seeing all throughout media and all these these fluffy songs. We're talking about the love of God that is going to obey the Word of God no matter how hard it is to obey. That is what love is. When you obey what He says in the hardest circumstances, then you are manifesting Christ. Herefore is love not that He loved, that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a prohibition of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love if we love one another, God dwells in us. And his love is perfected in us. Whereby know that we dwell in him. Because he has given us his spirit. That's the spirit of Joshua and Caleb. His spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son and the Savior into the world. Whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he. And we have known and believed that love that God has to us. God is love. His word is love. His corrections are love. His chastising is love. His ways are higher than our ways. We need to trust and believe Him. If not, it's unbelief. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. He that dwelleth in the Word dwelleth in the Word of God. Because Jesus is the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And His Word is love. There is no fear in love. So if we're, if we're in fear, we're not in love. 
There it is. Very simple. Clear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love, that means God in us, casts out the fear that's trying to get in us. The fear that's trying to grip us, trying to overtake us. You see the difference? You cannot serve two masters. Whether it's mammon, fear, whatever. You can only serve love, truth. Him, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect. It doesn't say you're not a Christian. It says it's not made perfect in love. We must be made perfect in love today. Because tomorrow is not promised to us. We love Him, not because He died on the cross, but because He first loved us. And if any man say, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar, and the love of God is, is not, and, and, and loves whom he has seen, how can he say he loved God who he has not seen? And the commandment have we from Him, that we love God, loves His brother also. If we're living in fear, God will leave. There. That's where we'll die. We don't want to die in fear. We need to die in faith. We're all going to die. Are you going to die in fear? Or are you going to die in faith? Everybody's going to die. So you just got to get that completely. It's very simple. Am I going to die in fear? Or am I going to die in love? Because everyone's going to die. And if you're afraid to die, then you're already going to die in fear. Die in faith. We're all going to die. Now, we're not going to die forever. If we die in love, we're going to live forever. So we're really not going to die. We're just going to transition. The dead in Christ shall rise first and us that remain. And some of us, none of, some of us might not even die. Imagine that. There's going to be people on the earth that when Jesus comes back, they don't even die. Could that be you? And then the last, Hebrews 6. I'm going to skip that one. For the sake of time, I'm going to say some. Fear not is spoken 107. Everyone can stand up. Remember that we put on the full armor of God. You can't put on faith and put on fear at the same time. You have to put on one or the other. You cannot serve two masters. I believe God has shown me in this country. Not See, it hasn't been seen so much until... until, until the rubber meets the road. But when these things, when everything starts to be shaken... You really see who really believes. Because when things start being stripped away, when things start being changed, we're really going to see what we really believe. Because it looks like this is the land of faith. This is, the, this is God's land here because it's been so easy to serve Him. But what happens when it's not, when you're not allowed to serve Him? What happens when, when the devil says it's illegal to worship God like they did to Daniel? What happens when they change the laws and say you can't do this, you can't meet, you can't worship? Are you still going to do what He tells you to do? Or are you going to serve fear? Are you going to love your brother no matter how hard it is? Or are you going to serve fear? God showed us so many examples of fear today. We must have faith. Because without faith, it is impossible. It, it says impossible to, to, what? To please Him. So, there, and it's impossible to have some fear and have faith. It, 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 it's impossible. You could fear certain things and still be in faith. And that's, what, that's what's going on right now. But eventually... Whatever you bow down to will become, overtake you. 
See, remember what Job feared came among him? That was an example. What we fear. If we fear not having food, we'll end up, being, we'll end up starving. In, in a sense, because we're not believing. If we, if we f- fear not uh, stepping out, we'll never step out. So that'll overtake us. Fear will overtake us. Faith must, we must be overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. He's already done it. We need to have faith in Him. Not in our own strength, not in horses and chariots, not in the world, not in these governments of the world, not in these institutions of the world, not in religion, not in traditions, not in the works of the flesh, but in Him, the author and finisher of our faith, not the author and finisher of fear. The devil is the author and the finisher of fear. Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. And He said, draw the line in the sand. If Baal be God, Serve Him. If fear be your God, you're going to serve it. If I be God, faith. See, this is my attribute. This is the world's attribute. Who do you serve today? 170 times spoken in, in in, in the King James Bible, fear not. Jesus says it over and over. Even when He says, don't you know who is with you? Didn't you see me feed the 5,000? Even Jesus was doing those miracles and they were falling into the same thing, but He was teaching them. And it's through our relationship with Him we begin to trust Him. And as we begin to trust Him, we cannot let our heart, our, our, our hearts, uh, it says hope deferred makes your heart get sick, then bitterness comes out. Hope. Hope not in this life, in Him. Have your hope in the One that is hope. Isaiah 41 wanted to keep silence before, oh, it says this, who raised up the righteous man from the east, called him of his foot, gave the nations before him, and made him ruler over kings, and gave them as the dust of his sword. This is the God I'm talking about that we serve. And driven stubble in his bow, he pursued them. He passed safely even by the way that he had not gone with his feet. Who had wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning, I, the Lord, the first, and with last, I am He. The islands saw it and feared. The ends of the earth were afraid and drew near and came. They helped every one of his neighbor, and every one said to his brother, Be of good courage. So the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith and the and the hand. And with the hammer, with the smoke and the anvil, saying, It is ready for a soldering and fasten it with nails. But thou art, Israel, art the servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham. We are the heirs of Christ. We are co-heirs with Christ. It is us that God will protect. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men. And said unto thee, Thou art my servant, my chosen ones. And thou, because fear thou not. Verse 10, For I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. And then, well, you say that was the Old Testament Israel. Well, Revelations 1, 16 through 18. And he had the 
right hand the seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength and when i saw him everybody say when i saw him I fell at my feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. The devil don't have no keys anymore. The devil has the fear that, that he can take your faith away. He can... Lock you in torment because you let him. But you have all authority over the devil. Father, we thank you that we have all authority over fear. Father, we ask you to clean us out, to purge us from iniquity, to give us a clean hands and a pure heart, to uproot any kind of fear, fear of any of those things that were spoken today out of us. I ask for myself, God. I ask for the bride of Christ, God. I ask for the church of Jesus Christ, those that are fitly joined together, the household of faith, not made by the hands of man, not made by religion, not made by tradition, but made and hand chosen by you, God. The blood washed, Father. The ambassadors from heaven, the ambassadors of the kingdom of faith, the ambassadors that are pilgrims here, that this world will not shake them, God, that this world will not move them, God, that we will stand in any evil day and stand in faith and give glory to the one who called us, saved us, and set us apart. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, let us have faith in you and help us. We need you, God to help us so much because we're believing your word. We're repenting for any type of fear. And we say right now, let's just decree right now against the devil. Right now, now. in the mighty name of Jesus, Jesus, I renounce renounce all agreement agreement with fear. fear. In the mighty name of Jesus, I cast out fear fear. and I open up myself and I I say perfect love. Fill me. Fill my mind, fill my heart, fill every fiber of my being. And I rebuke the devourer. And God said, you would. You said you would, God. Rebuke the devourer. Rebuke every devouring thing in my life, God. And forgive us for any fear. Help us as we take the land because you've given it to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.